0: I'm Damian Johnson.
1: I'm AJ Atkinson.
2: I'm Faramang Teray Jr. And welcome to the DPT Expedition.
0: We are current physical therapy students in Boston.
2: Discussing our real life experiences and perspectives. In a real, unedited fashion. All right, welcome back to the DPT Expedition. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, AJ Atkinson, along with my esteemed co hosts as usual, Faramang and Damian. Say what's up, fellas.
0: What up, what up? Hey, what's up, AJ?
2: What's going on with you? Glad to be back again. Uh, so we want to welcome all uh, listeners and audience, just as we did before, to 2021. Um, we're kicking off this, this new episode, uh, talking about some new recent events that we had. Um, everyone's pretty much aware. This past week, we had an inauguration. Um, but beforehand, we had a couple couple situations that, you know, had everyone scared that 2021 was starting off kind of like 2020. So we're going to dive into that a little bit today Um and just, you know, get our opinions and thoughts, because, you know, as I said before, we are physical therapy students, but first and foremost, we are black men and things affect us differently. But we want to get that perspective out because we might be voices that other people cannot speak on. So uh all right, fellas, we're just going to kick it off right away. Um, so we got President Joe Biden in office now. Um, how do you feel about the inauguration um, at first with a new forty-sixth president? And um, second part of that is like, what's the hope for you um, in him coming into the new office? That since he was our vice president before,
1: um, I think once we figured out that you know he the results were certified and there was no fraudulent election kind of a sigh of relief because it's like okay let's let's start moving in a, a different direction and once we got to the 20th and we we saw that you know everything everybody was safe everything was smooth from what it appeared on inauguration day and getting sworn in um it was a nice sight to see it was because um I'm not gonna lie the last four years have been kind of I wouldn't say I, I don't know how to put this, but like let's say unpresidential or what I would deem to be presidential in turn in my eyes. Um if someone disagrees, that's that's fine. But that that's just what I think and kind of my hope for what's to come is I know there's a lot of work to be done, like this is just the beginning, but I think in terms of just having someone in the office and a team around him that can, you know, kind of act the way the president is supposed to act. And I know that's kind of something that we don't Like we kind of haven't been used to that um, in the last four years. So even though it's he just started, I feel like President Biden has a lot of kind of fixing to do of the previous four years and kind of the language that's been thrown out there and the perception of the office. And he has to change that along with handling a pandemic and all the kind of like legislative rules and, and things that are going on. So I just think there's a lot to be hopeful for, but there's also a lot of work to be done moving forward, and and so that's kind of my thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, it almost feels um kind of along the same lines as you, man. Um, kind of feels like the country has woken up from like a nightmare for the last past four years. So, you know, um, you know, me personally, I'm not you know, big on politics, so I'm just gonna remain skeptical until I actually see uh, changes. You know, so, um, but it does feel nice not to have um, Trump in presidency anymore because you know, um, kind of feels like he was giving voice to the uh, the proud boys. So, feels good.
2: Yeah, I, I appreciate both of your sentiments because I'm kind of on both sides of what you guys are saying. Um, I am hopeful um, because you know we have someone else in office now. Um, who hopefully understands, you know, a way of directing this country in a positive direction instead of you know how we were the last four years, but just like Dame, I'm a little skeptical because um, I had problems with people I knew when Obama was president because even though we have someone at the highest peak of power in our country, it's still a system, and no one man can change it on his own. Um, so expecting you know drastic, quick change is not happening. So. While I am hopeful, I'm not expecting anything drastic to change right away. I just hope that, you know, even though one man can't change it, he can at least galvanize people. Because if that's any example we saw the last four years, people can be galvanized to think and express themselves in ways we haven't seen before. And so hopefully instead of, you know, the dissension that has been created, we can start, you know, coming together as people and realizing, you know, there's a right way to lead our lives. Um, so that's what I'm hopeful for. Um, and he seems to, you know, he has good people in his corner being under Obama before, um, and I I don't want to say it's all political talk. And he just said this to get in office, but it seems like he does have some type of recollection of things that need to change in this country. So, um, we can only, you know, remain hopeful going forward, uh, with what's been going on. Um, but speaking of which, uh, we didn't just have, you know, Mr. Joe Biden become our president. We also had a historical moment where we had our first uh, vice president who was a female. Um, Mr. Uh, Mr. Biden, of course, got her to join a long time ago and people had an issue, but I think people are coming around now. Um, Kamala Harris, Madam VP. Um, I thought it was a tremendous sight, but I want to get you guys uh, opinion on how, you know, this historical moment of a first female VP being in office looks for our country.
1: Um, I think it's huge. Honestly, her her being Black and um, having Indian descent also, just the cultural barriers that are being kind of brought down. And I think more so, if anything, it's kind of giving a vision of what is possible. If you you do what you're supposed to do, you surround yourself with the right people, you can become vice president. You could become president. You could become anything that you set your mind to, but she, you know, she worked really hard in, in Oakland and in the Bay, and now she's able to kind of bring some of her experiences to the White House and, and to bring her perspective and kind of a different um, culture. And hopefully just add to, you know, I think just being able to inspire the next generation and the generation after that of, oh, Miss Kamala Harris was the vice president and why can't I be vice president like her? Or why can I change my, um, my city or my state, like she changed her city and her state and why can't I do that here in my community? And I think it's just huge for, for the younger generation and for us now understanding the kind of impact that she's had over the years and that she's going to hopefully continue to have over the next at least four years.
0: I don't know if I should pass or comment. <laughs> People might hate me for this, but we'll see. We'll go. So uh, I think it's amazing that you know we got our first female vice president, and um, I think it's awesome that you know she's um, African American and uh, Indian descent. But you know, like I said, I'm always going to remain skeptical because um, due to her history as DA in California. Um, I can't really forget that. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to what she's going to do for America. And uh, hopefully she does the right thing, but we'll see.
2: I appreciate that short and sweet, straight to the point name. Uh, (laughs) I guess my feelings on it, um, just we have to acknowledge her, her history um, has been problematic things for, you know, the minority communities. Um, So, you know, that is valid to hold that against her um i think we talk about it a lot on our podcast about representation and i think that was the biggest thing for me in her being elected as the new vp um first of all being of minority descent um and a female um we know representation matters and so you know young women seeing that as a possible position that they can achieve as fairman was saying is huge um i mean i was such a fan like of our former First Lady, Michelle Obama, I think she carried herself as a first lady tremendously, and that just showed, you know, another woman of color in high position and um how much representation and influence she can have. People love her all over the world. Um, so I'm hoping similar things for uh, Kamala. Um, but you know, like I said, we got to see what happens, but it's 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 given me hope because it is, you know, a step in the right direction as far as representation. um and yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with it. But I, I thought it was just, you know, a great, great thing to see, um, because this is the first time. I didn't think I'll be alive to see this. I would have loved to, you know, maybe in the future, be alive for a female president, because I'm an egalitarian heart, which is, you know, right along the lines of feminism. So <laughs> I believe our country might actually have a better outlook if we put women in power for a while. But that's just me. I don't know if people agree or disagree with that. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a great thing to see. Um, so I'll just move on from there with our next topic we're going to discuss, which uh, I hate to go from positive to negative, but you like I said, this is a real podcast. And we said from the jump, we're going to keep it real and straight with you guys 100%. And unfortunately, before the inauguration, we had some negative events occur. Um, we had a very large uh, riot at the Capitol, um, it was widespread, everyone saw it. Um, it's, it was shocking to me that it, it was just happening at the moment. But uh, yeah, before I, I dive into how I'm feeling, I want to get you guys, uh, you know, what was your reaction and like, if you had a reaction, what what would you say like you thought when you saw that happening at, at the Capitol that day?
1: The first thing for me was how do people get inside the Capitol building? And it's supposed to, it's like, it's a federal building. Like, how are people getting in there, putting their feet up on the desk, like, acting like it's their house. I was like, yo, this is wild because if, if this were, if these were black people or minorities doing that, I mean, I don't think the same outcome is going to be the same, but it also got me thinking, um, my family comes from Gambia and I asked my mom this, I was like, mom, does this remind you of Gambia? And she was like, yeah, this is like stuff that would happen all the time. And I was like, that's crazy because where the U.S. is supposed to be in terms of just like, advancement and, and kind of like our, like leadership from the government and where Gambia is at should be on two totally different levels, but a couple of weeks ago, pretty much damn near the same thing. So I was like, this, this, to me, it was just wild just to to watch and, and see what was going on and and how people were conducting themselves. And that that's kind of was my first couple of reactions. And I I think we're going to dive into this more later, but dame i'll I'll throw it to to you for your reaction
0: uh yeah so you know when when i initially like saw what was happening uh, i was kind of caught off guard
2: because
0: i try not to like watch the news or like be on social media like that so it's pretty shocking because i was in the clinic i'm on my clinicals right now so um the tv is on and we're watching the news and stuff and it's uh you would think in 2021, you know that kind of stuff wouldn't be happening, but um, here we are, right? So what? What? The first thing that came to my mind was um, it, it couldn't it couldn't have been people of minority descent because it would have been a different um, outcome. And um, when when I saw when I saw like what people were saying you know, like I'd rather die before Biden's becoming president. It's like, you know, people really feel that, you know, and and this is why um even though I'm not very much into politics, um, I'm kinda of grateful that Trump is out of office now because, you know, um I could I couldn't imagine like another four years of him galvanizing people like that. So it just goes to show like um what kind of action people could be put to if they believe in their in their cause
2: yeah you hit the nail on the head but that whole galvanized thing And that's what I was referring to beforehand like we need hopefully someone in office who will direct people in right, like, you know pathway because that i want to say i was shocked that it was happening but at the same time i wasn't surprised and i'll speak on that a little bit in our next question um, it's just it's interesting to see because you know you always hear you know, about the bad things that people should be aware, aware of, and we should stop terrorism outside of the country. And I'll, I'm just going to read out the definition of terrorism right now, just so y'all can hear this. It's the unlawful use of violence and intimidation, especially against civilians in the pursuit of political aims. And if that's not just a bold faced example of what we saw that day, I don't know what is, but we refuse, unfortunately, I'm just going to say it, we refuse to call white people in America that create. These types of issues or mass shootings or anything like that, terrorists. We just see them as troubled individuals or riot groups who are peacefully protesting. Um, So, you know, it didn't shock me that the news media covered it the way they did. Um, But it was kind of surprising because, you know, if you look at whose lives were in danger, you know, those officials and um, capital representatives, because of their, you know, history and their color, their skin it was way more serious than it had been like say a random other building. You know, the fact that people's lives are in danger that we, you know, consider the majority, you know it became a serious thing and people were denouncing it across the board. So I guess that was kind of like interesting for me to see. Um, but yeah, it highlighted just, you know just how how strange it is that people could recognize that if those were people of color it would not have gone that way. Cause like Meng said, it's a federal building on days I've been to the Capitol, I've been in D.C. on days where it's like not around an election, you can't even go up the steps without someone with an arm or gun saying, like, get down or like get away. But the fact that that happens and so many people get into the building and there's pictures being taken and, you know, not a, like a couple of people were injured, but so many people got in and out and were able to brag on social media. It's just it, it highlights just, you know, that there is a difference. And that's what I kind of want to get into on our next question. So I'll, I'll show, shoot it to you guys. What did this event kind of highlight? That I mean, a lot of people already know, but the people that don't know, what did it highlight for you as far as the double standard in America in regards to race?
1: Uh, it brought me to back in like May, June when we are, we heard about the George Floyd murder, and there are protests going on and people marching the streets and. Demanding justice, and um, you saw tear gas going out. You saw rubber bullets being shot. You saw a lot more violence than what we saw. What we just saw happened a couple of weeks ago on, on a federal on a federal building. And I was like, "Well, look, like they were trying to raise awareness to the injustice and, and inequalities that people are seeing, and and that's uh, to me, that's a worthy cause. And the people at the Capitol building were." mad about an election result and not having their person in office anymore. So they wanted to try and instill fear in people to get them to reverse the, reverse the ruling. And I'm just like, why, why is it so, why are we handling this so, so many different ways, like so, so differently because the rules were reversed and um, we were seeing, like like we said, if the roles were reversed, we would see a lot more fatalities a lot more people in pain a lot more a lot more damage to people and the the future generations to come but you know it almost seems like this is just like a blip in in history like we've almost almost it seems like we've almost forgot about that it it happened like two weeks ago already but it's just like why does it have to be different when we're fighting for it's like it's two different situations but outcomes are totally different and one is justify the other one someone's got their feelings hurt because they didn't get who they want in office and so that's we're going to go cause a ruckus.
0: Yeah, so basically, uh, when it comes to America, you know, terrorism is in the eyes of the beholder. So what I mean by that is when we look back on the the protesting of George Floyd murder, um, people were calling the protesters um, terrorists, you know, because let's be honest, there are multiple groups, there are protesters, there are rioters, and then there are looters. And they basically lumped all three of those people um, into the group terrorists or thugs. But when it came to what happened in the Capitol, you know, you, nobody described those people as terrorists, you know. Um, they may have condemned their actions and, you know, they may have gotten arrested, but we don't know where where that arrest is going to lead or if they're going to get punished, you know. Um, I mean, I hate to keep bringing this back up, but those cops who killed George Floyd are out free, you know, probably on vacation, probably got rehired before, you know, so. You know, that's the double standard. Justice in America is a double standard. So that's that.
2: Yeah, I, <laughs> I had so many feelings on this, and I'm trying not to you know, be long-winded with it, but um, it just, it bothered me that people were equating this as a peaceful protest to what we witnessed this earlier in 2020 with the murdering of um, innocent black individuals such as George Floyd or Breonna Taylor where people like Mang was saying have a rightful reason to protest the killing of a civilian by people we pay with tax dollars. And then they're equating rioting at the Capitol to peaceful protest when in actuality, like we had just stated you're mad over a political outcome that was rightfully so, I mean, everyone voted. So there's no reason to have the you know, hissy fit, but then you can say like, well, it's the same thing as when people were protesting for Breonna Taylor or George Floyd. And like that, that doesn't make sense. And then on top of that, like Dame was saying, I don't understand how we don't label these people as, you know, thugs or terrorists. When we see who they are, we see what they're doing, but at the end of the day, we want to lump all the people in the Black Lives Matter to the people that were rioting, looting. And I'm not saying I'm backing, you know, those who, did those things, who broke into businesses, because there are a lot of small businesses and people of color who own things that had a hard time recovering or had not recovered because of that. I'm not saying that's all Black Lives Matter movement, like people take advantage of an opportunity and do that. I'm sure there are people who were in the Capitol riots that didn't really want to be there, but saw a picture opportunity or did something that, you know, for clout, I don't know. But to equate them, is just, you know, it's shocking to me. And on the other hand, I also, I want to say this and it might not come off well because I I see a lot of people of color saying that there's two Americas and I completely disagree with that. Um, My reasoning is saying that there's two Americas allows people to be ignorant of what's going on. There's only one America, but there's people who live and act like there's nothing going on or they don't care about what's going on. So saying that there's two Americas means that we live in two different places where we're, we're supposed to be treated differently which isn't true. I think when we actually come and sit down and think about it, the people who realize like the people at the riot who um, got away with that stuff, if they were, you know, people of color would have been damaged, harmed, killed, whatever, they know there's race problems. And that's where we should get to as a people. So that's the whole double standard that people, they recognize that color matters in this situation. Like people will be treated different because of color. And that's the double standard. The news would have portrayed them as Dan was saying in a different light. There would have been more deaths we would have talked about. There would have been um, calls for legal action. And yet most of these people walked in, took pictures with officials, were on camera, and I've yet to hear of more than five arrests. I just don't understand. Um, So when we talk about the double standard, that's what spoke to me. Like people are aware of what's different but yet not willing to make the change. And that's why I'm hoping with this new presidential election, we have Joe Biden in there. He says he knows. Um, I mean, Kamala Harris comes from minority background. She's experienced this with her family. So hopefully there's some difference. But I'm, I'm with Dame as well. I'm also always skeptical because <laughs> I've always been a Black person. And it hasn't gotten better since I've been alive. So to think that in the next four years is going to change for me would be kind of you know dumb on my part, but I am hopeful. So I think that's what the riot kind of spoke to me about. So yeah, that double standard is real, but I don't think it's, you know, two Americas as people say, I think it's one America where people are in, what's it called ignorance is bliss. People are allowed to be ignorant and cause it doesn't affect them. But then once it does, it's a big, it's, you know, big news. So um, I'm hoping Hopeful this next four years will bring some type of light to that because um, it's tiring. I mean, I'm just going to say flat out it's tiring as a black man to look up and realize, like, hey, I get treated differently. People know it happens and nothing's being done about it. So, yeah, those are my feelings on it. <laughs> all right. That was all the questions we had. Um, guys, anything you want to add before we start closing this thing out?
0: Sorry for being such a skeptic, y'all. I love America. God bless.
1: (laughs) Appreciate you, Dave. Um, I was just gonna say, um, I I feel like what did happen at the Capitol building and just like the turn of 2021, I I do feel like more conversations are being had, um, tougher conversations are being had. And obviously things are not gonna change tomorrow or two days or two weeks from now. But I think the more people are willing to have these conversations and and you know understand like understand that there is a difference and based on your skin color like it does exist and like we have to be aware of that and if people are more aware of that and noticing their biases and they can act on them and like okay this was this is not right and I need to start with myself and start changing myself first to live for to Strive for a, a better future for tomorrow. So, I have just seen a lot of more conversations, and I commend all those people that are having them, and just hope they continue so we can continue to 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 see change in the in the
2: future. That was very well spoken, man. I'm um, sorry, everyone, that this ended on a more less than positive note, but you know it had to be said. It was real, and um, I just want to say going forward. Um, 2021, I know everyone likes to make New Year new year resolutions, but you know, in regards to this topic or in regards to anything you're doing with your life, just better yourself, start with yourself. Um, that's the best place to start. I know people want change and they want to change things around, but if you better yourself and then, you know, just reach out and try and help one person that, that cascade pyramid effect will do wonders. So if you can change yourself, see, see what in yourself you think you can do better. Um, I think that's the best way to start your new year. So um, I'm hoping that we can do that um, and we can be a beacon for the people that want to do that and continue to reach out to those who enjoy listening to us. So um, that will be all for this episode of uh, the DPT Expedition. Um, One thing we also want to say uh, in regards to the sports world, uh, this time last year, we unfortunately lost one of the greatest to ever do it um in kobe bryant um definitely one of the strongest basketball minds we've ever had um and his beautiful daughter gianna and of course seven other individuals in a terrible helicopter crash so you want to send our condolences and um just say like he's truly really missed um yeah so this day will always be you know infamous for that going forward but um you just want to say thank you guys for coming in to listen um please comment like subscribe Uh, listen on your uh, favorite streaming platform um share us with your family members if you have any questions or topics you want to talk about shoot us uh, a a message on instagram um we will try and get back to you and talk about if we can but uh as always it's been a pleasure and uh we will see you on the next episode thank you for listening
1: and joining us please check us out on instagram at the dpt expedition and your favorite podcast
2: streaming platform keep tuning in and we will see you next time